headaches, light sensitivity, sound sensitivity, dizziness, confusion, mood swings, even suicidal thoughts. These are just some of the issues I've suffered as a concussion survivor. In desperation, I've searched how to get my life back. I'm now moving forward, and I invite you to journey with me into deeper understanding of how to restore hope and renew life for all concussion survivors, even the tiniest of them, and those who love them. I'm Cindy Subizis, a multi-concussion survivor and national speaker speaking out on the dangers of concussion and what we need to do to protect all of us, especially the youngest amongst us. I promise life can get good again. And now for our show. Wow, what a treat today to welcome our guest, Rebecca Connolly. She works in the world of sports medicine and orthopedics, helping individuals recover from serious injuries. Yet, she not only knows recovery from a professional point of view, she knows traumatic pain personally because during her final semester of graduate school, she sustained a head injury that took months to recover from and it left her with a permanent loss of smell. But she would not be defeated. She pushed through, and she is a hero to me. Now she helps others therapeutically in sports medicine and orthopedics, and when she's not helping someone recover from their serious injuries, she's writing voraciously, period, and contemporary sweet romances, all the while devouring chocolate. She is a chocolate connoisseur. So welcome, Rebecca Connolly, to our program. How are you today? I'm doing very well, thank you. It is such a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you so much for your time. Will you tell us how your head injury occurred and how on earth did you finish graduate school with an injury that lasted for months? That must have been so tough. Yeah, it was certainly one of the most uh, challenging periods of my life. As far as how the injury occurred, uh, that actually took some piecing together through those months of recovery because with my head injury, as can happen a lot, there was a significant chunk of memory loss. Um, we, we added it up and it rounds out to about 10 hours of memory loss. I lost some time before the head injury, um, probably an hour or two, and then entire initial evaluation and recovery afterwards. Um, So in my final semester of graduate school, I was working as an athletic trainer, uh, as a graduate assistant. So I had um, supervising roles over undergraduate students and athletes. And once we were able to piece together what happens, the most likely scenario is that I went out to my car to get something for one of my coworkers. And this was in uh, January 2014. So uh, in a couple of days, I'll come up on six years. Um, and the best thing we can assume is that I slipped on some ice because it had recently snowed um, and hit the back of my head in the parking lot out there. And that was a back parking lot for staff only. There were no cameras um, and no one saw anything. So we have no idea if I was unconscious or how long I was laying there. Um, but I was able to get up and walk back into the building and sit down in my office and, um, 
one of the coaches that I'd worked with the semester before came in to say hi, as she usually did. We'd become friends. And she saw that something was with me. I was pale. I was shaking. I was kind of had this glazed over look. And she asked if I was all right. And apparently I said, uh, I hurt my head. So she goes and gets one of my undergraduate students who comes and talks to me. And the perk of being an athletic trainer and working with students training to become athletic trainers is we know how to recognize signs of a concussion. So she knows, she has a pretty good idea what's going on, goes and grabs one of the staff athletic trainers who comes to get me and they take me into the doctor's office in our athletic training room and they do a quick evaluation uh, and determine that, yes, I, I had hit my head and that I, um, I most likely had a concussion. I had a lot of the regular symptoms. I was repeating myself. I was repeating lots of the same questions. I didn't remember what happened. Um, I just really wasn't there. Um, so then they um, called one of the team doctors and he was coming over for a basketball game anyway and evaluated me. Um, and they called my roommate who came and picked me up and took me home. The next thing I remember is waking up um, the following morning in my bed um, and looking up at the clock in my room and being so confused because the clock said 9.03. Um, and with my assignments, my team's practice was early in the morning. So I was always getting up at 5 a.m. So I'm laying in bed looking at the clock, knowing that it shouldn't say that time and not knowing why I'm in bed and that my head just killed. And I rolled over and there was a note on the side of my bed from my roommate that said, hi, Becky, you had a concussion last night. Your practices are covered. Don't worry. I've, I've taken off the morning of classes. When you're ready, come on out and we'll talk. Um, so I went out. So I got changed and went out into the living room and she told me what had happened. And I stayed home from work and school that day. Um, and I like to tell people it was the shortest day of my life because I just sat there all day. But I remember looking up at the clock a lot and just being shocked that time was passing as fast as it was. I really, I really didn't do much of anything that day, which is, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to completely rest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did keep getting um, text messages, just details um, that people needed, you know, answers to. People were covering my teams on short notice, and so they had questions. And I'm not sure that anybody knew how bad my head injury was. Uh, I was not taken to a hospital or anything. Um, my poor roommate was not given all the details of how long I had been, um, experiencing these symptoms. Um, all she knew was that I had a concussion and that she should take me home. Wow. Uh, and she was an athletic trainer as well. So she, you know, she had some training, but if, you know, this, the, the information has to be relayed in order for proper care to be given. <laughs> um, so, I got all these messages asking me questions and it took so much work for me to think through them, to answer them and try to remember what I did the day before and what athletes I had seen because I wasn't able to document everything I should have that day because I hit my head. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember just being emotionally overwhelmed and mentally overwhelmed because I had a concussion. I had this head injury and I was getting all these messages that I had to respond to because the care of other people needed to continue. Um, and so I did a very stupid thing and I went back to work the next day. 
Uh, mm-hmm. After that day of sitting on the couch all day, I went back to work the next day. It was a terrible idea, and I knew that, but we were short-staffed, and I wanted to make sure that my athletes were taken care of. So I went back to work. I could not sit in a room with bright lights. I had to keep all the lights off. Um, I couldn't walk without getting busy, so I was holding onto a wall. Um, and it was, it was just not, it was not a good idea, but I did it and I continued to do it and I just pushed through. And because I did not follow the treatment protocols that I knew very, very well, um, it took me months, um, Mm. to recover. I had constant headaches, um, that, and at least initially I couldn't take anything for, um, and I just emotionally overwhelmed constantly. And that was something that I really struggled with. Um, cause when, sometimes when you do have a concussion, you can become, um, more emotional. Um, and as your brain is trying to heal your uh, ability to control your emotions can be a little bit compromised. And that's how it was for me. And I was working in a stressful job and trying to finish school and just the combination of all of it. Um, I really feel just delayed my recovery. Um, so in, in doing all of that, I did discover uh, after about a week that I couldn't smell. Um, mm-hmm. Now that's related to the head injury. It's not tied to the concussion, uh, but that was just, it was just kind of an indication of the force of that head injury I sustained was that it also, um, as far as we can tell, it severed a majority of my nerve endings um, for smell. Wow. So I was also coping with that. Um, and it just took a very long time. Um, I had very understanding teachers who were willing and able to work with me. And um, once I, I was a little bit stubborn and I didn't let people know what was going on initially, but once I did, I received so much help and support. And so most of the challenges that I faced were, um, were internal, which I think is most of what um, coping with a concussion and the, the aftermath of a concussion really is. So as to how I finished that semester, I can honestly say, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I will tell anyone and everyone that it was absolutely by the grace of God. I could not have done it by myself because I did not have the capacity to do it by myself, mm-hmm. but it did. The semester did finish and I was able to finish my degree. I am grateful for this part A of two different interviews with Rebecca. Today, she shared with us what it was like for her to have her concussion, and I am thankful because it helps me not feel so alone. In the next interview with her, she is going to be sharing how she did not lose hope, what her new normal is, and why she won't quit. Additionally, as an athletic trainer, she's going to give us some words of advice for recovery. And finally, we're going to learn about her books. She is an author of more than 25 romances, and I think you might want to check out her work at RebeccaConnelly.com. But we will learn more about that in the next episode, and her contact information is in the show notes. For each of you listening, please remember, you matter. We need you with us. Reach out for help as you need it, and say to yourself always, there is hope. Until the next episode, Let us all support and help concussion survivors. You are a treasure. And make sure to subscribe, rate, and review so that you don't miss a single episode of help that can make a difference. See you next time. 
Thank you for joining me in the podcast, Concussion, There Is Hope, where we share tools of information and support for concussion survivors and their loved ones. You can visit me at myuniqueconcussion.com, where you can sign up for the latest news through our supportive email. By doing so, you'll receive a free and important report of what your doctor never told you about concussions. I'd love your help in creating a master movement of support for concussion victims across the world, especially for our youngest ones. Thank you for listening, and God bless.